Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And I don't hear a dog, do I? <laughs> God knows, probably. Okay. <laughs> he was up here earlier, but I thought we, yeah. you know, the only thing is they're click clicks. Yep. They really aren't bad barkers. But anyway, all right. Well, January they're howlers. Yeah, they're howlers. January is uh, our month of making sewing space, and I think this will be published in January. January two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, and we've got uh, the zine out um, by the time this is published. And you wrote a little article about like your sewing spaces throughout your life. Yes, it was sort of like the evolution of my sewing space. We have we titled we haven't even titled that article yet. I guess I guess not. Yeah, not at this point. Sewing um. evolution, <laughs> sewing space evolution. So, when what I think is so useful, and people have said this like about our media, is that you have a lot of experience and like you it's are because a, I'm old. They love it that you're old. They're <laughs> yeah, like, thank they like goodness. They like that I've lived this long. That ZD is old. Um, That's what Zelda says. Why are you so old? Because <laughs> I've lived a long time, Zelda. <laughs> and you can share kind of more of that experience. And I'm a younger person, you know, and so maybe a little bit more, you know, in touch with some of like the trendier things. I'll bring up stuff, and ZD will be like, well, oh, I did that in Girl yeah, Scouts. Yeah, you know. much more trendier than me. <laughs> I don't even want to say that because it's not true, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it's just so much in the groove, I just, and I'm not. I just haven't. I mean, who does aerial silks? You know, who is trendy? ZD I wonder. Is. Yeah. So um, what I thought was really cool about this article was some of how you shared your limitations of what you know, you did in, in your right. sewing journey. I think a lot of people are on different, everyone's on a different phase of their or sewing different, journey. Yeah, different plays, right. If they just started and then how old they are and how, right. like, well-established they are. Are they still in school? Are they, you know, are they out of school? Do they right. have a job? Do they not? Are they staying home with kids? Do they not have kids? Or Did they take up this hobby after having another hobby or whatever? Or did it become their occupation yeah right yeah. right I so I think that that all is really wonderful to explore and neat for you to write about that so what I want to talk about is I'm going to break this down a little bit different way but you can read the article in the zine um it's about your uh about some of your some of the themes some of the the things like that so what was the first way that you ever stored fabric 
well, I think it probably was, get this, in a bag, a paper bag, because we didn't do plastic uh-huh. bag, from pennies, because pennies is where I bought my fabric. So you just kept it, like, in the shopping bag, right? Well, like here's the deal. When you say store fabric, at first I didn't store fabric. Okay. I sewed it up, mm-hmm. right? I Then I got to where, oh, well, maybe I buy fabric for two projects. Uh-huh. Right. But but pretty much I sewed it up. Now I saved scraps though. Right. So I had a a box, mm-hmm. like a shoe box or something. And um I think, you know, the thing is I was a teenager. Right. It wasn't like I had funds to go out and buy, right. you know, something or whatever. So um if I saw a nice box, like a sh- you know, I think I managed to start out with like a shirt box is what they used to call them uh-huh. from Christmas or yeah, something. Yeah, I know what you're you know? talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, you know, if I set, found a nicer, sturdier box, maybe I would, you know, then get that or, <laughs> you know, or a prettier box. And so the, I would use that. And then I did start to accumulate. And the other thing that happened that I didn't put in the article because, I, you know, it's an article. It's not a book, right? Right. So my aunt who worked, who was in the costume, you know, uh, Guild right. Union and worked for Universal Studios. I She may not have when I was really young, but that's where she actually wound up spending most of her, her sewing history. She started sending me yardage. Ah. Like for my birthday. That's how, yeah, that's how you Well, and some of the yardage, it was some, sometimes it was something she just found she liked. Sometimes it was the ends, mm-hmm. like the remnants of what they had made costumes from or right. what they had sewn for a show or something. So that was real exciting for me. So I would get this, it would be, it would have a straight pin in it and it would say, this came from the Carol Burnett show or, you know, uh-huh. this came from, you know, whatever. I started using suitcases. Okay. I love the suitcase thing. Right. All right. This is. My, and, and when you, and I Love said, it. Okay. This was even like <laughs> pre-Samsonite suitcases. This is when the suitcases were like leather. Uh-huh. You know, and, and like cardboard and you know, they were covered and and I remember it was my dad's old suitcase and it was sort of a maybe like a mustardy tan and had like, you know, darker tan, you know, embellishments on mm-hmm. it. But because of course he had stepped up to a plastic Samsonite or whatever. Right. Right. So, you know, started out that that was like my first like container that wasn't cardboard or a bag okay i love this tip for someone who's listening who is like a teenager or isn't in like their like forever home right yet well a suitcase i was gonna say wheels. what else do we have sitting here we have suitcases up oh, here we do we have suitcases we use we use we use suitcases a lot for costumes like transporting costumes things like that yeah i mean i or if you are and now they're on wheels yeah if yeah, that in, suitcase was not on wheels sure sure but it was square you know and uh-huh. you could stack it so right. like i could actually even set my sewing machine on top of that suitcase it in could the be corner. like a piece of furniture yeah or yeah a holder yeah. or something yeah so if you if you're a college student or if you're right. in an apartment or if you a lot of <laughs> i feel like we have like a lot of people who travel a lot in our group they're like yeah i'm moving you know right. f- going to this job different a, countries right. and stuff like uh, you know what about that being almost a semi-permanent storage sure. you know solution? well and, and i think why I used the, okay, so we didn't have these big um, plastic containers like uh-huh. we do now. People did not hoard stuff like we do now. <laughs> I don't know if the money wasn't there or the product wasn't there, but you didn't hoard things like we do well, nowadays or collect. Is easier to 
access now. Right, I mean, right. Shipping and right. buying online, all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. You you know, you didn't, I, I mean, I would have never thought I was going to have rooms full of fabric. Well, and there's a whole industry based on helping people deal with their stuff. Right. Right? Yeah, like, yes, yes. I mean, and we're talking about Actually, it right my now. husband says that all the time. Why didn't we go go into container, you know, the yeah, container business? Yeah, you know, I mean, right. and I'm I'm a person too. I'm not I'm not saying like that I'm some kind of like right. perfect, you know, uh clutter clearer or something, but there's all this media now like our society in particular got a lot right. of stuff. The other you thing know? about the suitcase is it had a handle. Yes. And it, it closed. Mm-hmm. You know, it wouldn't pop open. Right. And the other thing is, is it w- would fit, like, under a bed or in the top of a closet. It would fit. It, you know, and, and I could put it, like, standing vertically on its end or whatever. I mean, it was, you know, it was kind of a nice shape. Yeah. Actually, I'm thinking about, um, like, a new friend I just made. Uh, and his name is Neil, and he has a drag persona uh, uh-huh. named Lux You're going to get him a suitcase? I, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. He's so, away at whoop. school. Yeah, he's away at school. Like, he's in college. Right. And then he makes his own <laughs> costumes. Right. And it's very impressive. Um, uses, like, a roommate sewing machine. But he, like, comes back and he travels but, to different places to do shows and everything. And, like, came in here and we helped him out with a costume. And it was just really cool, um, you know, to see what he's making and right. stuff. And I thought, oh, this just – I think of – I well, think of, like, you in college and almost I, I, with you know, this. I haven't I haven't done this for a long time, but you used to be able to go into thrift shops and get suitcases. Yeah, I don't. Like now, you know, I, yeah, you might want to reline them or clean them out or whatever. <laughs> sure. I don't know, you know, decudiize them, whatever. But spray you know, them with vodka, right? Right. You know, I mean, air them out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, if they smell like something bad, that might not go away. Right. But um, you know, you can also rip the lining out and put new lining on because mm-hmm. I've done that. But anyway, that you know, the one of the next things I used actually that I don't think that I mentioned was a trunk. Okay. You know, yeah. I had a yeah. trunk. When you graduated from high school in my day, a lot of times you got a set of luggage. Uh-huh. That was like because you went away to school with your right. luggage. You know, right. And then you'd be able to travel with you. And mine had, you know, the gold vinyl. Like the one in, that I have? The one you had. The gold trunk. That was my trunk. That was your trunk. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still have that trunk. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> so that trunk would be 50 years old. Or, yeah, I'll, well, yeah. I'll take a picture of that trunk. Um, yeah. Actually, it's holding games in the kids' right. room it's held, right now. It's held stuffed animals. So many... It's been a toy chest. It's been a um, coffee table. It's been sure, lots of things. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, it was a coffee table at my house for right. a little while. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was really neat that you created that storage. And, like, that is not something you do now. Later, like, now when you are in this house where – you know, you're very well established. I have a designated room. I have a designated area. Right. Yes. You would never be like, I'm going to bring them this fabric and put it in a suitcase. Right. Like, you know, that right. w- that's not what's right. happening right now. Well, so. and I, that was all the fabric I had, too. Yeah. I right. mean, you know, I had like some zippers in there, you know, and uh, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, a, a, a tin of thread or something. Right. Although I still had, I had, I still have that, you know, that plastic sewing box? We still have it, too, someplace. Oh, really? It was amber color. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Okay. I've got to find that, I guess. But anyway. Okay, so um, let's take a quick break, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more about containers and then a little bit about where your sewing machine lived. Oh, okay. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by our Amazon Influencer Shop. That's right. All of our Amazon recommendations are in one place at sewhere.com slash Amazon. 
We've organized our stores list like lingerie sewing supplies, pressing tools, sewing reference books, and we're adding more all the time. Do you have a request for a list of our recommendations? Let us know and we'll put one together. When you purchase through our Amazon Influencer Store, Sew Here receives an affiliate commission at no extra cost to you. Help support the podcast while shopping our favorite items that make our sewing lives great. You can even tell your friends and family to shop from our store so that you get fabulous sewing goodies for the holidays. Go to SewHere.com slash Amazon to shop now. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. and we're back and I did not know how far back this this uh what a habit stretched but the you, beginning of time you yeah. wrote in the um in the article that you used mint tins yes <laughs> like, like little Altoids tins and yeah not not, not tic tac plastic things no. you couldn't see through them either uh-huh. they were like little tins so yeah. mom would mom would take people's trash and turn them into organizational tools. Yeah, people were yeah people yeah. were now a lot of people kept those things uh-huh. in those days. You kept them and you put your straight pins in them and you kept right. You know, people kept things. Um, you know, I think my first button collection was probably like in a Rolaids tin. Oh yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, they used to also have medication used to come in like a tube that was metal that had a screw cap right. on the top um also cigars came like that oh and i also would beg for people's wooden cigar boxes oh yeah yeah no, i just got rid of big. two of those i got the they weren't one? they weren't That's yours but they were yeah they, i did get rid of them um you know because you can't see through them now that we have this well space. and i have evolved to that mm-hmm. that i would rather see through it right now and though in those days my inventory Right. Was not huge. I, I could remember what was in the suitcase. Sure. And it was only six pieces and... of fabric or yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know, um, it's not like that anymore. Right, right. Yeah. So, Mom, um, when, when did you do this? You decorate those mint tins with beads? I still do that. That's what I, I, that's what I have my medication in. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Mom carries around, like, pills and stuff. And you used mm-hmm. to just carry around, like, some mints and okay, some candies. Okay, the pill boxes are stupid. They don't hold my pet. I had to take these like humongous pills that are basically like resin, right? And um, to to absorb like certain chemicals in my gut, mm-hmm. and they're huge, right? And it honestly, don't fit in some of the pill containers, sure. Or the pill container you have to buy that it fits in is humongous. So you know, I had to make my own pill. Okay, container. Okay, mom makes the cutest mint tins. 
She we could show a picture. Yeah, of we'll those. show a picture I, of I that. Well, I used to also, okay, I used to also carry razor blades around in one of those, too. Oh, okay. I had a little okay. square one that I yeah. kept carrying around. Well, I will, show, I will show at least one of them in the podcast notes here, you okay. know, uh, for sure. So, yeah, those mint tins, that kind of cracks me up. And this is very, you know, that uh, Marie Kondo woman who is very um, big in, like, the organizing world Yeah, and Mallory whatnot. thought she was so innovative. Yeah, she, you know, and she's got a Netflix show now. It's really cute. It's darling. She goes into people's homes, and it's it's a okay. nicely produced show. I had show. to say that I would not want to do, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, she's, she's um, you know. Whether, I don't want to find other people's surprises when they're not organized and cluttered. Whether or not you think her, you know, technique is great. You know, I think she's a nice, thoughtful person, you know. Oh, but. There are people that have never thought about organizing things or well, putting things yeah. together or like, you know. It's hard. I think I think like it's putting like things someplace, you know. I think I, it's a societal thing. I think that there's been that like maybe, you know, some people's parents never had to deal with that much stuff. I, right? I maybe That's what you but said like, earlier, you know, too, in our right? garage we have the electronic right. cabinet and we have the sandpaper uh-huh. cabinet so you kind of know where to go for things yeah, yeah yeah but i think that it is like there is more stuff now available to a lot of people in industrialized countries you know and that's why there's all this media about it but anyway well there's she, also a lot of very, disposableness yes so people aren't worried about keeping things intact i guess right so something that she does keep are very nice cardboard boxes yep. and she recommends keeping the ones from your apple products oh no if it's a good if it's a good, good box, box I, Saving I really it. have trouble get, getting rid of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of bad in a way. And she, you yeah. know, so anyway, I was like, oh, well, ZD was, you know, uh, Sa- same way, that way, same back. way with baskets and plastic containers, you know, like you just never know. Baskets. Like, Mal- Mallory's going crazy about the bed. I will handle the baskets. No, no, while. I just, oh. I think that I, I mean, they're fine, you know, right. but the, the irregularity and yes. how they don't stack. As right, well, right, right. I like, well, I like me. things with square corners and things that have tops that clip on. I'm looking at or, that square cornered basket right there. Right. And like, I like that basket. Okay. Like, well, <laughs> and yeah, even if you look at my refrigerator nowadays, um, nowadays, almost everything I have container is square. I love. Because it fits better. Yeah. And I love these um, plastic bins with the holes in them that are yes, like rectangular. Because like, they breathe. I love that. Yes. And actually, I use I use those in my bathroom. Yeah. Something uh, Marie Kondo has you do. This is kind of getting off topic here. Isn't it kind of funny? Her name's Kondo. Like, well, and she, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it is. And she, um, she tells you not to leave anything in your shower, okay? Like, yeah. no soap or anything. Oh, yeah, like, you yeah. don't leave it yeah. on the right. surface. Okay. So I know this doesn't work for everybody. And, like, for you, you're, the way your bathroom is set up is very different from like that wouldn't work very well because of how your bathroom is set up. Like, of course, you're gonna have things right on your bathtub because they're right there. Well, I have you a know, huge bathtub like you have a really big bathtub. Yeah. yeah. So I have this little cart next to our bathtub right. though with one of those plastic things, and people are not supposed to leave conditioner and shampoo so, right. and stuff in the. In well, the thing. I have my I little tower on my bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's where all the shampoo right. you know, stuff is supposed to okay, go. Okay, so ZD uses mint tins and all sorts of. Right. Little containers for sewing stuff. And you should think about that, too. Save what you've got. We still, we you know? still use those things. Now, you said also, um, before we get to your sewing machine, because I think that that is very important, when do you remember, do you remember when labeling became just so very important? Like, when did I it, think, did I, you I have think, a turning point? Yes. I think there was somewhere between college and my first home that I started labeling. 
Uh-huh. And I think it was in anticipation of the moves. I, you know, I made like between my first home and college, I made like three moves or yeah. something. So I started labeling, mm-hmm. you know, because some things were like in shoeboxes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, you get to a new place and you're like, something's missing. What's missing? What's missing? You know, I, you, you don't I, even I, know I, it's missing. Yeah, or, or, or you think one thing's missing. It's like, oh, my seam ripper's missing, but it's not. It's a whole box full of things that your seam ripper's in, right. or something like that. But I think I sort of, sort of, and and then when I got into that home, that was my first. Oh, this bedroom will be my sewing room. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't have to put things away. I won't. You know, I'll. I, I won't hesitate inviting people over for dinner because I won't have to clear off the, you know, table, table or whatever. Yeah. And um, I made a lot of evolution in that room, mm-hmm. like a lot of discovery. And I think part of it was I had more time to dedicate to sewing right. then. And I was a grown up. I probably sewed that much as a teenager, mm-hmm. but it wasn't my home. Right. right. You know, and it, it was, um, you know, I was having to go to high school and make grades and go to college and things like that. But um, when I got that designated room, you know, that's where I had the, the double door closet and the doors came off the closet. I didn't need that stuff. Behind. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to open one door. And then, yeah, because I had to open one door to see one side and one, one door, door to, to see, see the, the other. other side. Now, I even think I temporarily put my sewing machine in the closet mm-hmm. with the doors off. And I found that too confining. Yeah. I always sewed lots of Big different stuff. things and big stuff. So, um, but I know people who have done that. Right. You know, and right. like hung a curtain over it and then, you know, they have right. a guest room and they're. Well, and uh, Fred's tiny Fred, sewing Fred room. Fred is in a closet, basically. It's up on the closet. Yep. It's, it's up on the blog. Okay. It. Yeah, I don't know what she, I don't know if she calls it like a utility room or a utility closet or or what that. Yeah, because doesn't it even have her deep freeze in it or something? It's got her deep freeze in it. It's I, not her laundry room, though. Her washer and dryer no, isn't in there. No, it's not her yeah. laundry room, because I was about to... It's like a utility closet yes. or something like that. Yes. And actually... Or whatever they call them in Canada. Maybe they have a fancy <laughs> name we don't know about. <laughs> um, the, we're getting all these comments, and people are like, I'll never complain about MySpace again, because right. she's done such a great job. But why was I going to bring this up? Oh, I'm, yeah, it's basically... I mean, a she's closet, kind yeah. of in a closet, yeah. you know? So that's, that's really neat to, to see that, to see how she is... Um, use that space. Very smart. Um, okay, so let's segue then into, let's go back to the beginning. When you're 13 years old, uh-huh. your dad buys you that necky right. sewing machine. Right. Where did it live? Well, it got, you know, a man came to the house to demo it uh-huh. that night, my birthday night. And it sat on the dining room table. And he demoed it on the dining room table. And there was a table and there was a chair. Uh-huh. Now, in those days, ergonomics wasn't as popular as it is now. You did with what you had right. to do with. You know. <laughs> so this there was this wooden table. You with were young, too. Wooden you table know. <laughs> with a wooden chair, you know. I mean, and he demoed it. You know, he would demo it, and then he'd say, you do it. And I'd, I'd move over, and I would do it, you know. So that – and I was the only child left at home. Right. You know, my parents both worked. I basically kept house, so I got to do what I wanted. But, right. You yeah. kind of had, like – a little bit of free, not free reign, but right, like right. So, so <laughs> you were in charge, but right. So, so you know that table is where my sewing machine sat, and it. You know, we didn't use that table at Christmas time. We used it, and I put everything in the suitcase and everything, and I stacked it up in the corner or stuck it in my bedroom in the corner. Um, and a corner was plenty of room at that time, right? Um, 
I remember accumulating things like good scissors then, yeah. you know, and a few things. But uh, so the dining room table was it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything specific. And I cut on that table too. And I said that in the article, I guess they really trusted me or something. And I was cutting with big shears and stuff. I don't remember like tearing that table up or anything. And I don't remember covering the surface either. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I guess I just wasn't a wild ass cutter. You know, I was <laughs> cut it. But um, so then my next move was to college. Yes. And I basically sort of wound up with the same thing. So you had like an apartment. I had an apartment. Okay. And um, I didn't have a roommate because my mother said roommates always cause trouble. So she was willing to like. Help you not have a roommate. Help me not have a roommate. You know, (laughs) and again, I was the only kid at home. So their expenses were only on me at this time. And I left my sewing machine up like 85% of the time, I'd Mm -hmm. say. Um. You know, I ate on the couch by myself, right. you know, with my food in my lap or whatever. I mean, um, so I didn't want to put it away. Right. And, you know, it was like three rooms. It was like a living room, you know, kitchen area and a bedroom, you mm-hmm. know, and that was it. Um, so it just it stayed there. And I had my suitcases and I shoved them under that table. Now, during that time, you say you didn't do a ton of accumulating of stuff. I, like... Right. And I would, I sewed a lot of like gifts, uh-huh. like my mother's birthday. So. You know, I always made her a nightgown on her birthday. So, of course, I would do that. And I wasn't accumulating a lot of fabric. Now, the other thing I was doing is, this is flower child time, right? Yeah. Is I was putting, like, go days in the side of people's jeans. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I had some wild flower fabric. Like, right. You know, and I would split open their, their side seam of their jean, put this big wedge in. And, and the other thing I made is Velcro was not that, like universally used i guess like it is now uh-huh. but yeah, i was making these things <laughs> called and this is probably my first like product i ever made uh-huh. is i would take a, a strap of fabric and basically like so 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 a strap put this velcro on it and then you would put it around the leg of your jeans so it wouldn't get caught in so you your... could protect your godade yes jeans. so it wouldn't yeah. go in the chain of your bicycle and mm-hmm. those got real popular yeah you know yeah. so um and i could whip those up Right. With, with just scraps from other stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, even make them out of jeans, hymns that I cut off and all that kind of stuff. But um, that is kind of was my pizza money. Yeah. I think I charged $3 to him a pair of jeans. Oh, my gosh. And I'm pretty sure people bitched about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was. Universal. And I had not perfected my technique at that time yeah. either. So it was it was probably more difficult. Like than, harder. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, then you, okay, people often get jealous of our cutting table. They should be. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really like, big. it's it. Yeah. But just so y'all know, ZD did used to cut on the floor on a cardboard oh, yeah. cutting mat. Okay. Yeah, somewhere between <laughs> like college and my first house, I got one of those car- cardboard cutting mats. Right. Yeah. They were fan folded. They still have them. I think they, you can still find them occasionally yes. someplace. And they had a, a grid put on them, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a one one inch grid was printed on them, and I cut on that. I remember like putting that on top of a bed and cutting on it, or putting it on the floor. I preferred the floor, right? I would rather be on my knees and have the more stable service surface. Someone just the, said that too. Yeah, they said, they said that they preferred the floor. Yeah, yeah I do. I did prefer the floor, the and it was you know, I would cut everything out and then just right know, put it back fold it back up and put it next to the suitcase mm-hmm. with, the paper, with the other fabric in it. Um, so when I moved into the home, I was still 
cutting on that, like in the mm-hmm. middle of that room. Right. You know, and then I remember bringing in, um, I brought the door back in. Right, right. You know, that, that I took off of the closet and put it between two two drawer file cabinets. Mm-hmm. And I just needed another surface in there. Right. Um, and I sometimes would cut on that, but I would still cut on the floor sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And I was not yet using um, the... Uh, Rotary cutter. Rotary cutter. That came um, in the next house, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, have you ever been? Have you ever been in a situation where your sewing machine had to be put away? Well, actually, even when we moved to Columbia, you always found a way to like keep it out. No, it was no? it was like put up for like four months. I was oh, going. Okay. I was like, okay. Cra- well, don't you? Rem- yeah. Well, because we, of the construction. But I guess what I mean is like when. Not like put away like oh, that. Oh, you mean while I That's was using it? Yes. Like, like if you did, you ever have a situation? Well, or did you always get? No, to keep because it I up? made it a priority. Yeah, you made it. Right. I, I mean, I don't think it was anything other than I wanted it out. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it was on my kitchen table. Right. Not everybody would have given that up, or had I had a roommate, I might not have been able to do that. Sure, sure. So I, I was very fortunate there. But I think that is that's been one of our most you know, I, I feel like for a lot of people, really people revelatory. People say they have room. And they, they will find a way to make, at least dedicate a space well, to Well, like it. I said, that closet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Stein? Is it? Okay, I don't know. It, it, I don't know if you say her. I think you Steen? might say Stina. Stina? Okay. Yeah, I should She I just showed right that now. she had, <laughs> you know, all of those carts on wheels. And I don't know if you remember, but yeah. we did something similar in when we had the really big shop. Uh-huh. We had... All of the the you know industrial shelving, and we used to manipulate the rooms right by using the carts as uh, those big you know um, shelving units on wheels. We had on the back of several of them, we had big car- cork boards. Yes, and we used them as room dividers. And she's sort of doing that, like she pulls it out like a stack, you know, in a library. Or I something. feel like that's a very European. Like set up for those, yeah, because Europeans so I don't know. always have the room we do. I think I think that when I've gone to other countries and seen how the storage is designed and the place they're designed, I'm like, you know, American suburban sprawl has not served us. Yeah, we waste well. we waste space. <laughs> we waste a lot of space. Um, well, that Marie Kondo, you know, she says a lot of the traditional kind of like garments and the traditional bedding and all of that it can be like folded up and put away in japan i'm sure not everybody lives that way but it is kind of like sort of ingrained there where well you know sewing too just just in general sewing has evolved you know the sewing machine used to be considered basically a home appliance what don't you think 90 percent of the households had one right because People repaired their own clothes. Mm-hmm. Then it evolved to people didn't repair their own clothes. Right. So if it, if they weren't interested in doing it, they didn't have a sewing machine, you know. And you know they went took it to the dry cleaners, and the dry cleaners put the zipper in or whatever. You know, you every household probably had a sewing kit where you could sew on a button if you had to. But okay. that was that. So I feel like I I know that like about America. Uh huh. Um, I wonder, you know, for our international listeners, right? I'd love to know like. How common it was, like when you were a kid, like how old you are, you know, and de- like I you- think I was one of okay, so that was in the fifties, sixties. Right. I think I was one of the only kids whose mother didn't have Did a not sewing sew. machine. Yes, yes, yes. everybody had a sewing machine, but us. 
Yeah, I'd love it for our international listeners listeners to chime in and see if that, you know, do you think just from your experience that your country, your area right. of the Are you world where you've lived. Right. mirrored uh, that same kind of trend that we often talk about, right. how it used to be that everybody had a sewing machine, right. you know. Or, you know, this is kind of... Well, everybody used to have tools. Well, but... Y- you know, you... Sometimes not, because sometimes there was a tailor for... Well, that's true. Uh, like, per capita. Yeah. What if there's a tailor for every right. 20 people? Not everybody has to have a sewing machine. Like I, in Julia Child's cookbook... She says, she gives uh, bread recipes, but she says, French people do not bake their bread at home. Because they have good There's bakeries. a corner bakery. Yeah. Every, not just good, mm-hmm. but it's available. Like, mm-hmm. you would not. Well, when I was growing up, there were corner bakeries, too. Right. So you would not. I, I was in the city. I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she know. says, you know, you would not really find, like, this equipment in the no. typical There was French always a neighborhood bakery. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was someone in your community or your community haven't right. had enough people who right. did that, I wonder if that happened, if there was well, sort there of a Well, there were seamstresses. Thing. There were tailors. There were people like that. There were, there was a cobbler. Right, right. You know, I think in, you know, where we live. Our, our our demographic here is probably two hundred fifty thousand people if you count the outlying areas, and there's one person who repairs shoes. Right. You know. Right. And so, right. And we can buy them. There's so much more disposable. Right. There's not right. as much of a need for a cobbler as. Well, you or, don't you know? resole shoes. Right. Exactly. You, you, you throw them away and get new ones. And one. now there is this. I mean, we're we're in it. We're in this DIY culture. Yep. You know, where people want to kind of like do it themselves and stuff. So I wonder how that has worked in other countries. You know, with somebody like, well, no, my mom didn't have a sewing machine because we took all our stuff to the right. You know, the seamstress or the tailor right. or the laundress or whatever. Yeah, that's. I'm very curious to hear about that. Okay, so your sewing machine has been up. Yeah. Basically all your life. Yeah. Since I was 13 years old, so be, I've had a sewing machine sort of within arm's reach. So it'll be 53 years this February, everyone. Oh, yeah. That ZD's had a sewing That's right. machine. In just that, a couple couple weeks. Couple, several yeah, weeks. A few weeks here. Yeah, a few weeks away is the sewing machine's anniversary. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, if you want to read more about how ZD's sewing space evolved, uh, you can get the January zine by going to sewhere.com slash zine. That's Z-I-N-E. Okay. Um, and um, Estina or Steen did not answer me, but I had a friend who her name was Christina, but it ended with an E. Okay. Okay. And sure. she went by Tina, but it was spelled T-I-N-E. T-I-N-E. So over mm-hmm. here in America, that's right. not how we would – like naturally pronounce that, but I kind like, of wonder. Re- like Risa can be spelled R-I-S-E. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. It's right. the uh of the right. E that we we right. don't do in American English. But yeah, I've actually I've meant to ask her that so many times. So anyway. All right, everybody. Uh you have a lovely day. You can get us uh get to us on Instagram. We are at so here calm. You can email me at Mallory at sohere.com and I hope you all are enjoying uh the month of making sewing space in the self sewn wardrobe Facebook group. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.
Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did so. 